Hello everyone, welcome back to Pair of Dice Lost podcast channel, season one of Werewolf the Apocalypse, Viva Las Vegas. My name is Julia, and I am your GM for this week's episode. We received some really, really great feedback from our first episode, and as a result, Brendan and I will be releasing a bonus episode, hopefully sometime soon. We plan to go over the system, lore, and themes found in both Werewolf and World of Darkness in general. We are also excited to announce that Christina has been kind enough to take her notes and create a blog for this podcast. It has character bios and notes from each episode, original artwork and reference pictures for each of the players. She was even cool enough to design us a logo for the podcast. You can find it at pairofdicelost.home.blog. On behalf of all of us here at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcast, I would like to welcome you all to episode two, but Fiona called that a Tuesday. All right, so everyone is pretty much converging on the Valley of Fire State Park. And through one method or another, whether you've traveled through your lupus form or you've come by vehicle or you've been uh, or you just walked it as a in your Hamid form, you make your way down a service road. It's taking you further and further away from the actual park uh, into more what I would consider uh, wildlands. It's basically it looks like two lakes on either side that look like butterfly wings, but one of them looks like it's been torn, um, okay. which is why it was named the Wounded Wing Oasis. As soon as you get closer, you immediately start feeling a pull, like there's some power here. But you also feel like a very strong presence of protective spirits for anyone who has any kind of spirit sense at all. You just feel like this is a sanctuary. So cabin lo cabins line the larger of the two bodies of water. Each of these cabins bears the symbol of the various tribes. You notice a small lot between a number of tribes with a tent set up and a symbol for uh, the white howlers out of sign of respect for, their, for the lost tribe. Uh, the other lost tribes are also represented in this way. Between the two lakes is a large outdoor forum dug into the dirt. The steps are worn and compact from countless years of use. There's also a large hall on the northeast shore of the smaller lake. This wooden structure is lined with outdoor sitting areas, and it seems like an ideal place for sharing meals. There's various bonfire pits that dot the shores of both lakes as well. So now, you guys basically have the option to explore Tutorial World. Hello, welcome to your sanctuary hub. People are arriving at various times. I'm going to assume that you all arrive within a day of each other. And it's not necessarily... It's not unusual that there's a lot of comer, co people coming and going. Uh, so who would you guys like to just kind of like split off into groups? Or however you want to explore this together is fine. Um, so if someone wants to go first exploring, let me know. Mm, sure, I'll go first. Okay. There's a bunch of different cabins. Which one would you like to take a look at? Uh, the one with my tribe stuff. The Uktina. So you walk into a, uh, what looks like a, a Western Native American style building. It's not made of skins. It seems a little bit more 
Pacific Northwest style in the way that it's built, but modified for the desert heat. Mm -hmm. As you walk in, there are bones hanging from the ceiling and bear furs on the floor. Uh, there's a large fireplace in the back and just like a couple of beds. Looks like a couple of rooms to the side with some beds in them. There's a woman who is writing away in a journal and she kind of like raises her head when you walk in. She's very pretty. She's clearly of Native American descent and she just kind of smiles at you and goes, oh, what what brings you here? Um, I'm gonna sh hold up the the card and <laughs> oh you met danny okay hi i'm zunda hi she's kind of steps up and like shakes her hand and goes welcome to the wounded wing oasis uh what was your name kaya hi kaya so she just kind of like sits you down and like puts down some food in front of you and she just puts down food and like a pot of tea and just kind of like relaxes in her and her big armchair i'm gonna what, what kind of food's on the table um, it looks like fresh meat that was recently grilled. Some vegetables that look like they came straight out of a garden. Okay. Um, um, and a uh, side of rice. I'm gonna pick at it a little bit. Not like scarf it down or anything like that. But like politely eat. Yeah. It is one of the best meals you've ever had in your life. Like grandma made this for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, well then uh, there I will be uh, <laughs> very excited and vocally letting her know this is delicious uh, as she... I'm eating. She absolutely beams. Like she's not an she's not old, but she's not young. She's a little bit more uh like she looks like she might be in her late thirties. Okay. And she's just she starts talking to you about things, um, asking you what you're interested in, uh, telling you a little bit about the uh the Uctina, uh building, how long it's been there. She tells you that it's been it was one of the first ones built, uh, that her ancestors helped found the Wounded Wing Oasis and they actually were instrumental in getting a lot of the spirits here to protect it. Her fallen ancestors actually will come out once a year and do spirit dances with her. Okay. She kind of just asks about you and what you're into and if you've been eating well and where you've been sleeping. Like, uh... She seems really, really, like, protective of you immediately. I'm gonna, you know, tell her very basic, like, vague details, like, oh, uh, you know, I travel a lot for concerts, so I sleep in hotels or wherever I can find a nice bed. I've been eating <laughs> well enough. So she's like, all right, well, please feel free to take a look around. If you're still hungry, there's always food being made in the, the big mess hall. Uh, there is a moot tonight, um, and it would probably be a good idea for all the wolves in the area to attend, including yourself. But, and I really hope to see you there. Okay, yeah. And she goes and like, she goes to like give you a hug and the, the the arm of her shirt comes up and you see a giant bear paw tattoo on her uh on her on her bicep okay um i'm going to give a very reluctant like careful hug she just like she just kind of like smiles at you and says you have fun now and like shoes you out the door <laughs> okay all right who wants I to go next i get shooed out the door i'll go who was that? Emily. Oh, yay. So, so you arrive at the Wounded Wing Oasis. Basically, you changed vehicles multiple times to get here. Your kinfolk separated ways with you somewhere in around Texas. And you've been traveling through different networks of the criminal underground, essentially, to get here. And when you do, it's, it's exactly as uh, was described to you by this woman. You know, it just, it resonates with your bones. 
with how much power is actually here. Where would you like to go? Uh, well, first, I would like to go wherever there is booze. You see a number of options. Uh, one of them happens to be the lodge. There is a couple of people drinking around uh, bar, uh, bonfires. And you also notice what looks like a tavern, like an actual pub. And it's got the Fianna symbol just painted on the roof. Oh, I make a beeline. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, my people, yes. <laughs> They'll have whiskey. You walk in and it's pitch dark. There's no lights. <laughs> it's it's obviously a bar and nobody's awake. Uh, you walk in and like there's a little jingle on the door and a man just kind of like shoots straight up from behind the bar. <laughs> and he just like pops up and goes, oh, good, you're here. And he like hops over the bar and like scuttles over to you. He's about or six feet tall, not terribly handsome. Um, he's got very large cheekbones and a huge mouth, and his his eyes have a lot of like smile marks. He kind of has a little bit of like a goblin face, <laughs> um, and he goes, "Good, you're here." And he pulls up two wires and he presses them into your hands. Oh, uh, all right. He only says, "Hold these," and he dives behind the bar, pulls out a pot, puts it on his head, and ducks. And all you hear is his voice go, "All right." You'll be fine. Gently press them together. I roll my eyes and do what he says. <laughs> All the neon lights in the bar come on. <laughs> Thought so. He's like, fantastic, I can make coffee. Would you like some whiskey in yours? Why would you even ask that? Good, 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 good. Name's DR Midmorningside. Good to meet you. What's your name? Waylon. Oh, you're Fwaylin. Yes, I received a letter about you. Nasty business back home. Sad to hear about the, the other brothers and sisters. Few of them survived, though. They're over in the... They went to the Highlands to deal with them kilted bastards. Sounds about right. How was your journey? What's the information? Do you want to blow things up later? Let me get that coffee first. <laughs> he, like, he immediately has a cup of coffee and, like, three shots of whiskey poured in it and he passes it to you. There's no apparent tables, but, like, he assembles one in front of you and sits down looking really excited and just, like, puts his head on his hands as he looks at you and starts waiting for you to talk. I kind of settle my myself and sip my, uh, my Irish coffee. It is so fucking strong. You don't, you don't know what kind of whiskey this is. It has to have been from home. It is, like, he put three shots in a teacup. <laughs> I'm just like... Mm, tastes like home. <laughs> he kind of chuckles, uh, and he starts, and then he's like, his face darkens a little bit and goes, so, what do you know about what's going on? Well, not much, to be honest. Um, what we've gathered uh, is that you were man you managed to take out a really nasty piece of shit, and um, we're actually really thankful for that, because Turns out our intel was that the first strike was going to be Parliament, and then the next strike was actually going to be somewhere closer by. Um, oh, we've got a couple of boys out in the city taking care of a few spots that we've been uh, hesitant to deal with. But the good news is, uh, we are, we're handling that much. Um, they said you had documents. Uh, would you be terribly opposed to me taking a look at them? I suppose. And I uh, pull out the... Um big folder with all the documents okay um he kind of takes it and like starts flipping through them 
He's like, oh, this is starting to make a lot more sense now. Um, and as he's flipping through, he's, uh, his, his eyes are getting wider and wider. And he just kind of closes the folder and, like, scoots his chair back to the bar, reaches an arm back over behind the bar, and pulls out a gigantic folder and puts it down in front of you. It is every white supremacist attack that has occurred over the last 15 years in America. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and he's basically like, Twin, will you speak tonight at the moot? We need to go over a couple of things with people. Um, this is big. There's a couple of things that we, we, uh, that me and the other tribe leaders needed to discuss. By the way, my name is Diamond Morningside. I'm the Fiona tribe leader here at the Wounded Wing Oasis. And he, he goes to, and, like, pours another shot in your, in your coffee. <laughs> um, I will take my cup, and does he also have a cup? Mm-hmm. Clink it against his, and say, Quaylen Obaird, pleased to meet you. Fantastic. And you two spend the day getting drunk and singing songs and telling jokes <laughs> and, like, doing small firework explosions in a dumpster out back. Excellent. I did not mean for this game to be so dumpster heavy. It's okay. literally you made a dumpster fire. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it's you guys literally are literally just Emily. Yeah. Dumpster fire. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> oh I wait, mean, you, wrong game. <laughs> you can absolutely join in on this, Brit. Like, you can wander by and see them blowing shit up and be like, I want to join. Yeah, go for it. So, so one like, of my flaws is curiosity, so that's very... <laughs> so, like, like as it. you get shoot out the door by uh, Zundra, you just kind of, like, look over and you start seeing, like... You start hearing, ex like, small explosion noises and, like, seeing, like, crazy colored smoke and just wander over. And as soon as you do, without even, like... You don't even know where he gets it, but there's a teacup full of whiskey and coffee in your hand now. <laughs> that looks like a lot of fun, and I... He goes, cool. And he hands you a lighter and just something wrapped in duct tape with a fuse. And he I goes, instantly light it and throw it into the dumpster. He, he goes, to throw that one far. He was, he was about to tell you, no, that's one you throw far away. And he like grabs you both and you both duck and cover. <laughs> and the dumpster just fucking like resonates <laughs> as it jumps up into the air and the lid goes flying. That was cool. <laughs> Dylan is on the ground, just cackling. <laughs> Who's next? You know what? Sure, let's go. You wake up in the morning, and you walk outside, and you take a deep breath, and you get- no. <laughs> you walk out of the uh, Get a Fenris building. You have been here for a few days. They have treated you like the prince that you are. Uh, being a rank 5 pureblood, they instantly recognize you. Um, and so you have been given uh, sleeping quarters, fit for someone of your station. You're standing uh, on the porch and you're able to be barefoot at all times here, which is kind of amazing. And... Perfect. A trash can lid falls out of the sky and slams right into the ground in front of you. <laughs> Just gonna kind of stare at it. And stare Sorry. at it. Uh, and see if anyone's gonna come running. You see spray painted on the top of the uh, the trash can is punch Nazis, uh, get bitches. That's kind of great. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, no, I just say, yes, this is fine. Just, just drink whatever drink I have in my hand at that point. <laughs> um, 
uh, for a couple of nights in, in the Wounded Wing Oasis, you have uh, been informed uh, that your tribal leader, ha uh, Lathilda, is actually not in town. She is dealing with something uh, far away. Uh, let's see. Your your point of contact is a young man by the name of Adair. Okay. Um, he's a little bit shorter than you, but also very pretty. Pretty um, sure everyone's shorter than me. Yes, you're like nine and a half feet tall, if I recall. <laughs> um, Matilda had to leave. There was a pressing matter with a local uh, uh, Asatru kindred uh, nearby that required her attention. Uh, she will be returning uh, for the moot that evening. Uh, they've okay. basically been filling you in on public current events. Um, you know that the leader of the Fianna has been researching terrorist attacks uh, done by uh, white supremacists in the in the North Americas. Um, but he's waiting on information from a contact in Ireland to get him some more info about what's going on overseas and how this is spreading. Sounds good. So terrorist are you... attacks? Yes. White supremacist terrorist attacks. Uh, mass shootings, bombings on mosques, that sort of thing. Bitches. Yeah, fuck those guys. Punch yeah. Nazis, get bitches. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can figure out where that lid came from. It doesn't take a lot of up. investigation. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like... gonna it up and bring it with me. <laughs> it also has Aaron Grobra uh, spray painted on it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Aaron Gobra. <laughs> cool. So I'm, I'm going to pick up this delightful lid, and I know it's huge, and I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to take it with me and bring it back to them. You, you just, you can't help but hear the sounds of explosions, because they're just like, there's just firecrackers going, and the sounds of just people shouting. By the way, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It is not oh, noon. There's Wait, no what? better time to do that. Yeah, there's right. no better time than to w to wake up all your friends with explosions. You know, it's okay. I've, I've probably gotten used it, to that. Is this the next day? Yes. Okay. I was, like, very confused for a moment. I was like, I was walking down the strip at 11. How did I suddenly, like, no, no. like teleport? I'm sorry, guys. For those of you traveling from Vegas to the Wounded Wing Oasis, it takes about a day to get there. Okay. For various reasons. It doesn't actually, but for reasons. Reasons. Uh, you probably rested on the way before you got there. Um, so you get there, and it's just fucking... It's Quaylen and Kaya and Diarmid <laughs> drunk off their ass, lighting shit on fire, and singing different songs together out of tune. So warning, I do have alcohol tolerance. You do? Yeah. Okay. That's wow. fantastic. So... Kaya is clearly less drunk than the others, and she's just egging them on. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Oh, 100%. That's, that's beautiful. I'm just gonna put down the, the dumpster lid and say, hey, you, you got any, uh, got any mead in there? And he just kind of, like, scratches his, like, his, his chin, his, his bare chin, his, this, this taut, skinned goblin face, and he goes, you know, a knight. Give me a moment. And he, like, skitters off inside. <laughs> and he comes back out with this ancient-looking bottle. He's like, I'm not exactly sure what this is, but it looks like it might be yours. There's a, just a single rune on it. 
Yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll though, take that. I believe <laughs> it's Anzus. I think that's the rune for Odin, if I'm remembering correctly. I'd have to look it up myself, honestly. I don't have my book on me. Yeah, uh, but it's the it's, it's Odin's cool. rune. Cool. Uh, is on the bottle, and like he just kind of he he looks at you and goes, I don't think you're gonna have trouble opening that. And so he just kind of yeah. like goes back and uh, lights a cigarette, and just like with the state with that cigarette, he lights a firework and puts the cigarette back in his mouth and tosses the firework in the dumpster. That's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna want to be this put man. the dumpster lid against the wall, nearest wall, whatever. Just take the bottle, snap it off, snap off the lid, and just start drinking from there. Yeah, like this thing is big. This is as big as a wine bottle. <laughs> um, as so you all it's are a normal bottle in my hand. Yes, as you all are, <laughs> you're nine and a half feet fucking tall. Washington, yeah, I'm only five. Washington, I'm five seven foot tall. You're, tall. you're almost yeah. twice my height. Do all of our games have to have giants in them? Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> I mean, just yes, curious. And I will say, technically, uh, I'm nine foot tall in my um, Krenos form. In okay. my Hamid form, I'm only 6'4". Oh, 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 I thought, I thought that you were... I thought you were nine Hopefully. foot tall in your Hamid form, and were like, fantastic. and were like somehow know. shrunk into Krinos. Joe and I—that's literally the height difference between Mori and my PC. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Except like, Joe and I are literally like a foot and an inch different, so I'm just like three inches shorter. You're adorable. This is great. So small. She is small. I'm a tiny. Um, so this is fucking great. I didn't expect everyone to join in on the fucking explosions party, but here we are. I'm uh, not joining, I'm just watching. So, I am watching and drinking mead. I forgot, like, it. I had chaos card. Uh, so, who's next? I've got a six and a half foot tall viking, a tiny little <laughs> punk rock chick, uh, two crazy Irish people, <laughs> A dumpster full of fireworks and a shitload of alcohol. Uh, who's next? And a shitload of alcohol. At 11 a.m. At 11 o'clock okay. in the morning. And this bottle's not gonna be enough. Alright, Jake, this you up? One. That, that sounds yeah, like okay. a normal day. Alright, so as you approach the Wounded Wing Oasis, um, you, uh, it's basically you coming home after a work night. Like, mm -hmm. you, you, you've lived there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you fucking, you fucking live there. Um, and while you work for the Glasswalkers, you, uh, you don't necessarily sleep in their cabin. You sleep in the Shadow Lord's cabin, which is gorgeous. Um, okay. it's basically very Holy Roman Empire-esque, so it's got that very, um, almost cheesy Rom Romani feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just silk pillows everywhere. Oh god, who is that guy from, from Lucha Underground? The Persian dude that shows up in the suit and just like lounges on the ropes with the whiskey and the and the cigar. Oh, I fucking know who you're talking about. The dude it's, who who you it's who's that aesthetic. It's the, just like yeah, it's yeah. a wealthy Persian man's aesthetic. Um, and there's just high end liquor all over and just like hey, uh, um, neon lighting around pictures of lovely women. Uh, okay. You have your own room. Your tribe leader 
is a uh, gentleman. You know him very, very well. If only I can remember his name. Oh, right. He's a former military communications specialist that worked uh, with a team of black ops during the Afghanistan, the war in Afghanistan. Uh, his name is Bruce Ridewolf. Um, Are you going to start playing the Groose theme? J just I'm, asking. No. No, I'm not going to do that. Because that's too on the nose for now. <laughs> what are you going to do with your day? So there's food. You hear the usual explosions coming from the Theana cabin. Um, the usual <laughs> explosions. The usual explosions coming from the Theana cabin. This is for Jake. <laughs> okay, so that isn't anything abnormal for me, then. No, this that's is normal. just a morning. This is just a Tuesday. Like... <laughs> Uh, like, okay. you just know that, uh, Diarmid will wake up, you know that there will be a brief moment when he's gonna drink, and then a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, he's just blowing everything up. Okay, so <laughs> the Tuesday morning special is what we'll call it. Yes, the Tuesday morning special! Alright, um, so since that's not out of the ordinary for me, I'm not gonna even go bother with that. Okay. Um, you mentioned vampires... I am a shadow lord. I would be trying to kill them. So is that the thing that I would be doing? That's the only thing you would be doing. Um, you would probably want to head over to the the main lodge, uh, which is where they actually do a communal breakfast. Uh, okay. If your cabin happens to have a kitchen, which a few of them do, but not many, um, they would be serving breakfast. Your cabin opted instead to add in extra room for bigger beds. I love it. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, then I'll head to the uh, mess hall or whatever you want to call it then. Yeah, like the main lodge. Uh, yeah, breakfast main is being lodge. served uh, cafeteria style, but it's like really good. It's legitimately, you have decent cooks back there making you uh, bacon, eggs, Benedict, uh, fresh French toast, waffles, uh, bacon, uh, bacon pancakes, anything you can imagine for breakfast, they will put it together for you. Uh, fresh. There's that. There's also, uh, they have an espresso machine, they have uh, fresh coffee, they have cold brew, they can make lattes. Like, this is a legitimate com commune in terms of, like, what they serve for food. Well, I so, guess I'll go get me some bacon pancakes and an espresso. Uh, your, uh, Gruce is sitting there. He's, uh, sipping his black coffee. Um, he's eating his eggs. Uh, he's reading <laughs> the newspaper. And he just kind of okay. nods at you. Uh, he's a well-built man in his mid-40s. Uh, he's got a couple of scars on him. He, um, he's wearing just, like, a black shirt and some tactical pants. Uh, looking just very comfortable. And, uh, you notice that he's got a journal open next to him? That he's, like, making tick marks in. Alright. I will walk over to Groot, sit down to eat, and I'm gonna try to get a uh, peek at that journal. Okay. See if I can figure out what it is. Uh, he, he just kind of looks at you and goes, oh, yeah, and he just turns it over to you, and it it's just literally a telemark of possible vampire attacks in the city of Vegas this week. All right. Um, just want to ask him since we since I last checked this out yesterday, that there been any attacks overnight? What's the situation? He's looking at it. Uh, he's like, well, according to what I'm seeing in the newspaper, uh, it looks like there was one just out a couple blocks from the casino where you work. Uh, a man was uh, was brutally attacked um, and left for dead. Looks like his uh, 
one of his uh, organs was ripped out. They're suspecting black market, but based on what I can tell from the report, from what I'm seeing in the newspaper, is this looks clearly like either a Fomori got to him or this is straight up vampire attack. Okay. We've got a team going to investigate that uh, later. I'm waiting on the reports from the police department. I got a buddy over there if you want to go pick them up. Um, just remember, we got we have a moot tonight, so I'd like to have you back here to see if there's any teams that I need you to be on. Sure. Cause we're gonna, right. Yeah, because it looks like shit's escalating in town, and I'm going to need you on need you on duty. Got it. All Please right, go. so... Go ahead. Basically, I am going to join that squad if I can. Okay. Uh, that's going to be announced at the moot, but he basically... Uh, he sends you with a group of people to go get the info from... Is she still barking? <laughs> yes, she is. That's our girl. <laughs> She's upset at me. Yes, she is. I'm petting her. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a car leaving to head into town to pick up some supplies, as well as drop off at the police station to get that info from uh, Bruce's buddy at the uh, at the police station. All right. Um, I will go ahead and go with them and grab that, then. Cool. It's a couple of people you've worked with before, so like it's pretty chummy as you drive. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to get back to you in just a sec. I need to check in with Tony. Yes. So you uh, followed the coordinates to the Wounded Wing Oasis. Yep. Okay. My um, typical nondescript white van. Out of curiosity, Tony, when you say nondescript white van, is this like a nondescript white van that has no windows on it? Or besides the front? Or does it have windows on the side? So you have a... Is this a people snatching van? This is a people this snatching is, van. This is a people snatching van. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. What if it's like people snatching in the way that like UFOs snatch people? How is that any different from the way that white van snatch people? Exactly. What if the UFOs that snatch people are just the the white vans of the galaxy? Better bring a towel. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony, you find yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and the Wounded Wing Oasis. Warrior is your... You immediately resonate with what's going on here. Like, it's very apparent that this is a guru safe place. So there's no people snatching nondescript white van. Do I need to change the notes? There is a people snatching nondescript white van, and Tony's driving it. Okay, just making sure. Right. You know, I'll start approaching, um, kind of staying on the outskirts, not really talking to anybody. I'll, like, I'll nod if they say hi, mm -hmm. but... I'm not. I'm there to find the other glasswalkers, not really to like rub elbows with anybody else. Um, and as you're walking, there's a guy next to you. I immediately make space between me and the guy. He's like, "What the fuck's your problem, man?" Hi, name's Johnny. Ben. Call me Johnny Wiseass. All right, they call me Cipher. Uh, that's that's not weird at all. All right, man. So Cipher, welcome, welcome to town. Uh. The matron, uh, Josephine, she's out of town for the while. Uh, I'm, uh, in charge while she's out. You, um, you got a nice van there. What you got inside? Oh shit. And he kind of, like, starts going, like, like, he makes a beeline for your van. Hey, that's mine. Stay out of it. What? I don't understand, man. Alright, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What, what, what can we do for you? I don't know. Someone left me a note. Oh, oh, you're the you're the guy. Okay, sorry about that. One of my associates was uh 
So this guy kind of looks at you and like pulls out an iPad and just starts like pull scrolling through a couple of documents. He's like, "All right, all right, I get it, I get it. Uh, you're the guy that came in with the with the cash show in town. Um, you um, you are uh, interested in cars and shit. I'm guessing since you were here for a cash show. Yes. All right. Well, um, if you're hungry, there's a uh, there's a uh, food being served at the mess hall. Uh, if you need a place to rest, our cabin's uh, right over there. And he points over to a cabin that has the glass walker symbol on it. Thanks. Yep. Anytime, man. And um, he doesn't like he kind of looks at you and doesn't even flinch when he sees your face. Um, that does take him a little bit by surprise, but mm -hmm. keeps on walking. Um, so, the Glasswalker cabin is... Do you remember the... Do you remember Arnold's room from Hey, from hey Arnold? Uh, yeah. It's it's basically... This is a luxury five-star hotel suite disguised as a shack. And everywhere you look, something will pull down to technology. Like, you can pull a lever and just bookshelves just rotate and there's television screens and like computer screens just monitoring what looks like uh vampire activity and shit like that we'll start nodding his approval at the setup yeah. um and kind of just look for anyone who seems to be in charge uh, uh i guess uh, the glass go ahead no he, he just looks and he's waiting for someone who's gonna talk to him like with authority it's pretty much uh empty at this time of day. It seems like anybody who lives there would already be at work. The only person you've run into that speaks to any kind of authority uh, seems like that Johnny guy. And he kind of wanders back in and sits down at a computer. Um, he pours himself a cup of coffee and just starts typing away. Um, Cypher will sit down uh, mm -hmm. and find, I guess, uh, a terminal to basically start doing And he starts the exploring bed. As soon as you turn it on, your face pops up. And a dossier. He reads it. <laughs> he tries to figure out what they It's your life. It's your entire life laid out for you. At least for the last five years. There's a couple of things that are absolutely missing. There's a couple of details. Specifically, like, your friend isn't there. Um, is she, she's not in there. Um, and as you're looking at this, Johnny just looks at me and goes, Yeah, don't take it personally. The matron likes to know about her people. She uh, mostly wanted to keep you safe. Um, there were a couple of guys at that show that, uh, were looking to jump you. So, that's why we wanted to get you out of there. Figured if, uh, if it felt like somebody was watching you, you'd, uh, if we made it obvious somebody was watching you, then, uh, you'd skedaddle and get out of there before harm's way got you. Yeah, seems to follow me these days. Ah, that's alright, man. You're in a good place now. If you're, uh, if you're hungry, don't, uh, don't hesitate to ask. We got you. Uh, matron's out for a bit of business. Had to go to some to Chicago, some wise guys decided to uh, get too big for them britches, but um, she should be back in a day or two. We got a move going on tonight. Um, we're gonna be going over a couple of a uh, couple of things that need to be uh, handled in town. So uh, be nice if you joined us. We do a big communal meal afters. Mm, I'm pretty sure somebody got us some some fresh venison. You got a blender? Do we have a blender? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he just kind of presses a button. And a blender pops up out of your desk. Did you say a blender pops out okay. of his desk? It just like like a thing opens up in his desk and a blender rises up. 
Okay, so I did hear that right. An actual blender. Yeah, a blender. It's like the Hey Arnold room. Yeah, a whole blender. I don't know why you have this. I like it. You know, I never really questioned it before. I just kind of rolled with it. Really great in the morning for smoothies. Although cleaning this thing's kind of a bitch. He'll just start surfing and start figuring out what they know and if there's anything else he can access. Um, it's pretty basic information. Um, there's been a number of vampire attacks in the city of Vegas that they're looking into. Um, but they seem to be quieting down. Like, there's been a couple in the last couple of weeks, and they're not as frequent as normal. Like, this is this is Vegas. They, they deal with at least seven or eight vampire attacks a week uh, per, per block, pretty much. Um, there's certain areas that the vampires know to stay away from. They do have some kind of understanding with them. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of what you're starting to see is just... Um, you stumble across a list of names and faces that go with them, and it looks like kids. And they're just... they're missing. And there's not much of a link between them. And they're still trying to find information on what's going on with these kids. Alright, next up, who has not gone yet? I believe that's going to be me and then Christina. Oh, and Tony, while all of this is going on, you hear the sounds of explosions coming from the Fionn Academy. Yeah, he's and not happy like, about that. Incredibly off key singing. I want to note that Sigurd is also now singing. Fantastic. Like, I like to imagine that Diarmid's singing a song, Thwaylin is singing a different song. Kayla is singing yet a third song, and uh, Sigurd is awkwardly trying to sing them all, and like you guys are all acting like you're singing together. Nah, nah, he's not trying to sing one of theirs. He's singing <laughs> a Viking song. That's fantastic. <laughs> so it's just a chorus of voices just singing different songs incoherently. At least they're all drinking songs. Truth. They all kind of sound similar. So everybody's it. singing drunken lullabies, but someone is singing a different verse of it? Yes. <laughs> anyway, so. So you make your way in. How uh, many vans have I gone through? About 12. About 12. So it's been a They've very actually, roundabout trip. Yeah, they have actually like gone in the opposite direction for a couple of miles before circling back around and taking back roads to get here. There have probably been multiple times where that I've gone, I don't think we're going the way that we're supposed to be going. Uh, and they're like, we're well aware. Yeah, but you could just like kick me out the door and I could find my way. No, sir. We can't do that. Your older sister said she'd kick her ass if we did that. Which older sister? Diana. Okay, well, to be fair, I have like two Dianas that are older, so I don't know which one oh, you're talking oh, about. Okay, um, uh, Diana, the one that actually went to, uh, that actually works for, uh, works in the military? Oh, oh, okay, so that Diana, not, um, the one who works for the Secret Service, for, uh, Greece's, uh, Secret Service, then. Correct. Okay, the, yeah, The one okay. that actually, uh, can go in public, and, uh, who hasn't been legally dead for five years, even though we all know that's a lie. Right, of course, okay, of course, okay, I just wanted to, you know, th there's a level of scared that I need to be when you tell me which Diana is going on. But you know what? 
It's not my fault that your mom's liked that name enough to name two sisters. Listen here, Diana is a wonderful Greece, Grecian name, and you should respect that. We do respect that, but we don't respect parents that name siblings the same name. George Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, they have different middle names. Yeah, yeah. Which were they again? Bleh and bleh. I can't think of two Greek middle names right now. Fuck off. Okay. Kids falling asleep in your lap. <sighs> I pet the doggo. Um, you get to the campsite early, early morning, like before the sun rises. Okay. Um, so you're actually there before any of the crazy explosion shit happens. Um. When I get there, um, do, do I feel anything weird being there? You immediately feel the resonance of this place. Like, this place is very powerful. Okay. Like, um, so, question. Answer. I have pure read five. Do, what the fuck does that do for me? Um, as soon as you walk in, like, where do you go first? So the first thing I'm going to do once I step out is I'm going to take the dog off the leash and just kind of look her, like, in the eyes and be like, you're free. Just stay around this camp and she you'll be safe. She starts... She follows you. I'm going to, since it's uh, this early in, in the morning, I'm going to go to wherever that they're serving breakfast. Uh, that would be the main hall. Okay, well, I'm going to go there. She trots along behind you. Okay. She seems like she's doing a little bit better. Like, she still seems like she might be in some pain, but she's okay. Um, I got no medicine, so... Uh... As soon as you walk in, there's a there's a stern-looking woman uh, with glasses. She's, uh, she's still in her, like, what looks like PJs, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and her hair is loosely braided down her back. Uh, and she she looks over and uh, sees you. I'm gonna scowls. Just, I'm gonna sees just the dog, and just goes, "Oh, you poor dear!" And just like starts clicking for the dog to come to her. And just look down at the dog and see what uh, the dog does. She just kind of like uh, hobbles over, wincing a little bit, and like mm -hmm. wagging her tail. Just kind of sits at the woman's feet, and she um. She uh, reaches down and you see her just like start examining the dog, kind of like the way it, that a vet would. Mm -hmm. uh, she just kind of like feels her organs and like feels along her stomach and stuff. And she goes, oh, okay, looks like just some bruising. Let's get you something to eat. You, she turns to you, sit down. I'll deal with you in a moment. Uh, excuse the fuck out of you, uh, young miss. Who do you think you're talking to? Who do you think you're talking to? Um, I am Ganon Onassis of the Black Furies. You should, uh, I maybe should hold... nothing. I have your bed made up. You're late, number one. Uh, I am... Is I am not late. A celebrity is always right on time. Yes, I care nothing for your celebrity status. Cosplay prince. My name is Minerva. I am the Black Fury tribe leader here on the western part of the United States. What would you like for breakfast? 
I would like so, uh, some scrambled eggs, some toast, and a glass of orange juice. And how long have you been making this dog walk on an injured leg? I have not been making the dog walk on an injured leg. I have kept her in the van with me. The only time I made her walk on an injured leg was to keep up appearances while we were on the Vegas Strip. Hmm. Which was maybe five minutes after I almost ripped her assaulter limb from fucking limb. She just kind of shrugs. Scoops the dog up in her arms and walks into the kitchen with it. You. You hear the sound of food being made. I sit down and scowl. She does not seem intimidated by you at all. And uh, when she comes back out, uh, she's actually bandaged the dog. She says, uh, I'm worried that she might have had broken ribs, so I wrapped her just to give her some extra support. Uh, and she sets your food down gently, and on the plate is everything you asked for. And then she sets down a glass of fresh squeezed orange juice. Uh, she sits down across from you with a cup of coffee, pulls out a new, uh, pulls out the newspaper, and begins breeding. Um, your dog looks between you and her, and like snuggles up to her. I'm going to scarf down my food, and okay. basically then just go. Well, that wasn't exactly the. Welcoming welcome party. To? Yes, the welcome I'm accustomed to. I'll go see if someone, if the others around here can appreciate um, good company. Your, mm-hmm. uh. Eh. Okay, well, your bed's made if you want it. <sighs> he just kind of like turns and just goes, <sighs> I appreciate it. I'm just not used to. He kind of looks around for a moment and just kind of goes, it's been a while on the circuit. Hmm. Well, no one's going to kiss your ass here. You say that, yeah. but let's see who's a, uh, who's, who's a, uh, who's a good mark around, around this cairn. She just kind of shrugs. And as you walk out, your dog kind of whimpers and chases after you. When I hear the, the, the puppers like feet coming out, I'm going to like keep the door open for her. And then I'm going to just start, like, listing off Greek names at the dog and being, and, like, waiting until, like, she finds one that she likes. All right. Which one do you pick? Um. I totally didn't just put a whole bunch of them Cynthia. Do you like Cynthia? I like, uh, no, Callista. You like Callista? Yeah. Blockhart? No, Callista. Okay. She just kind of wags her tail, and, like, if dogs could smile, she'd be smiling. All right, come on, Callista. We're going to go uh, explore with this little uh, pupper park. Um, there's a lot There's a lot of just, like, burnt-out bonfires. There's a couple of people, like, it looks like there's some Theana passed out by a bonfire. Uh, there's some busted bottles near it. Um, there's someone asleep on a mattress on the lake. Up. Mm. I'm really interested in that. Um, it just looks like... Someone got really drunk, and their friends put them on a mattress and put the mattress out to the water. Okay. The sun's starting to come up. I'm going to just kind of, like, wander around, like, hands in my pocket, just kind of waiting for... Not waiting for shit, but kind of, like, casing the place. Um, it's fairly simple uh, in terms of layout. All the the tribal cabins line the edge of the, uh, 
of one of the lakes, and on the other side is the uh, is with the main hall where you mm -hmm. would eat. Um, and there's the there's the forum, the uh, in ground forum, mm -hmm. um, and between the two lakes, like right where the wings would meet at the base of the um, of the butterfly. Okay. So basically, as you wander around, everyone starts stirring. Um, talking about the moot tonight. The guy in the middle of the lake wakes up and rolls over and rolls right into the lake. <laughs> and you just, you see him thrashing in the water being like, God damn it, not again! He's just like, he grabs hold of his mattress and starts one arm swimming to the shore and his friends are just cackling. And about <sighs> this time you start hearing explosions. I'm going to look towards the explosions? Uh, it's the Fiona cabin. Mm-hmm. And I know Basically. what I see. Yeah, you know exactly what you see. I know exactly what I see. A bunch of people getting explosion happy and getting drunk. Um, I'm going to head towards the Black Furies cabin. The Black Furies cabin is really very beautifully done. It looks like a private library meets an ancient Greek apothecary. Okay. Um, there looks to be a separate room laid out. Um, and inside is actually some of your luggage that was sent ahead mm -hmm. and a bed that is made up for you as well as a picture of, on the nightstand of you and all 15 of your sisters. Okay. I'm going to spend my day before the moot uh, and in between obviously getting lunch and such, but I'm going to spend most of my day just kind of reading over the literature that's there. Uh, there's not a lot going on today. Mostly there's some preparation over by the forum for the moot. Uh, there's people dragging in firewood to fill the massive bonfire pit that's in the center of it. Mm -hmm. um, there, it, uh, Minerva comes in at some point, goes into her room, she changes, and then uh, pulls her hair back into a tight bun and goes out into the garden in the back and starts tending to it, pulling herbs to use in the ritual tonight. Uh, so Jake... Jake is on his way into Vegas. Wait, what? Jake is... I thought Jake was already... No, Jake came into Vegas, or came into the Oasis, and yeah. then talked to uh, Groose Ridewolf, and Groose told him that they were going to go pick up some information. Okay, I didn't realize he was going out and doing that right now. Yep, right now. There we go. What happens is, is that you're in this van, you're heading out, and it's pretty uneventful. And you stop at the police station, they're all just like, hey man, our, uh, one of the main guys is here, or one of our upper, one of our bosses is here. We, um, we can't get you the info now. Can you come back in 20 minutes? One of us was going to go on a donut run anyway. Do you, you guys want to just go run? We'll give you our card. You can get a box for yourselves if you want. Yeah, we'll go on a donut run. So, they they actually tell you to go to a specific donut place. Uh, they tell you to hit up this place called Voodoo Donuts. Okay. And they're like, they already have our order. We just need you to pick it up. Okay, so do these guys feel suspicious to me in any way? Or do you want me to roll for that? Not at all. You are well okay. aware that these are kinfolk that work in the police department. These guys are your allies, but because of... Because of 
the way that the worm has a tendency to infiltrate, they have to be careful about how they get you information. They can't just hand over files. Gotcha. So their captain is in the in the office at that second. They need you out so that he can so that they can find a way to like stealthily get it to you. All right. So in which case, then I will. Yeah, I'll play along. Yeah. Okay. I'll go on a donut run. Yeah. Sweet. Appreciate it, man. So you guys head on over to this place called Voodoo Donut, and as you walk in, there's a very large man in the middle, dressed in, like, a nice suit with a red tie, and he goes, And now I pronounce you man and wife. You may kiss the bride. <laughs> and he just starts laughing as this, this man in a tuxedo shirt and this woman in, like, uh, a bathing suit top just... They just lean in, they kiss, and, like, she throws the bouquet, and, like, this grandma catches it, and they just, like, skip out as, like, someone throws, uh, donut sprinkles at them. On their way out, I slip them a card for, like, a well-known divorce attorney. <laughs> they need their annulment. Gotta slip it somewhere in his pocket. That's so fucked. Oh, my God. The, the girl just kind of looks at you and goes... Oh hey, my friend told me about him. As they walk on, their, as they walk out, <laughs> I just wave and I'm just smiling. I'm like, ah, true love. <laughs> One of your buddies just kind of looks at you and goes, "Dude, you're so fucking cynical." Like, I get it, I agree, but god damn it, dude. All right. Uh, and Let's so the man like takes off his clip-on tie and like shrugs off the suit jacket and gets more comfortable. He sets behind the 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 counter and just goes, My name's Crawdaddy. Welcome welcome to Voodoo Donut. What can I get for you? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give him my order. Okay. Give him the police order and just be like a little weirded out, I don't know what to do. He's cool. He's like, ah oh, I got you, I got you and like he goes and he like he starts boxing up the order and he's moving his hands are moving really quickly, faster than you think they should be. Um, and he hands you back the two boxes stacked on top of each other. He goes, free of charge. The, uh, the, the, the boys down at the station covered it for you. Covered it for you. And he hands it back to you. Alright. When you okay. get back, when you get back to the car, there's a sheet of paper. There's, like, a file slipped between the two boxes. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and read the file. It's exactly what you went to the police station to pick up. Okay. Um, um I'm gonna... Go ahead. Yeah, then I'll take it back to Bruce. Okay. Um, You're yeah. not going to give the cops their donuts? <laughs> oh, I didn't think there were actually donuts in there. No, there's okay. donuts in there, dude. They sent you to go get their donuts, too. Like, why the fuck not? <laughs> All right, then we're going to go ahead and bring the cops their donuts. They just kind of look at you and just kind of, like, say thanks. And, like, you have a good one, man. And, like, that's it. That's just how that went. It was just a really roundabout way to one get their donuts and two get you the info. All right. Okay. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna deliver the donuts, but instead of just handing them off to the cops, I'm gonna run around and just go voodoo donut delivery. Just kind of offer them to the captain. <laughs> the captain looks at and goes, "I've never seen you before. What are you doing here?" I work for Voodoo Donuts. I'm the new guy. You, Bullshit! You don't work for Voodoo Donut. Oh, I do. <laughs> Carl Eddie Man sent me himself with this fresh order. 
Oh shit, Crawdaddy's in you! Fuck, uh, yeah, I'll take, the, I'll take one of them donuts. Do you have the, do you have the one that's actually like the voodoo doll? But like, the, yeah, that's the one. Thank you, that's got the Fuck yeah. Cream. And he's just like, he's just mumbling like like a happy toddler. He's like, the one that's got the Boston cream and it's the cherry filling. This is so fucking great. And like, he, and he's still mumbling about how excited he is about this donut as you're leaving. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the main point is when I wanted to go in there, I wanted to get his name. Just generally kind of get a read on. Uh, his name is, uh, Frederick, uh, uh, gotta make it up a name on the spot, uh, Frederick Donut. No, it's not Frederick Donut, Frederick Smithers. Rogers. Frederick Rogers. Okay. His name is Fred Rogers. Terrible name. Alright. You, you're the worst, this isn't Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I know, I'm terrible at this. Uh, his name is right, Fred Rogers. Rogers, there we go. Captain Not to be confused Rogers. with Mr. Rogers. Just yeah. kinda on the way out, I'll shake his hand and just be like, Mr. Rogers, thank you for everything you do. He's and like, walk out. he just kinda looks really excited. He's like, no one's ever thanked me directly before. Like, he it's just looks like- It's such a wonderful like, time in the neighborhood. He's just like, oh my god. Like, that just made his whole day. Like, you just <laughs> made his whole week. He's gonna go home and tell his wife about this. Like, someone actually thanked me for what I- this little- this donut man came to my came to my precinct and and told me I do a good job and like my whole life I just feel I feel so happy knowing that I actually make a difference in this world. Like ugly crying to his wife tonight. That's what you've done to this poor man. It's actually you've just what you've done to his poor poor wife. Okay. Alright. Alright. Christina, I love you. Uh-huh. You start that sentence. I, I do love you. Uh, you wake up in a padded room, chained to a bed, by your ankle. Uh-huh. Am I wearing my normal clothes? Nope, not at all. Alright, what am I wearing then? Uh, you are wearing what looks like scrubs. Got it. I am legitimately in an insane asylum, congrats. Yep. You figured it Yeah, the uh... room is padded, there is a single window, it has got iron bars, and it is about three inch thick glass. And you are chained by your ankle to a bed that is bolted to the floor. Hmm. Bars and three-inch glass. Yep. Best shoes on. No. Yes. No foot presses. <laughs> the theme of tonight's games. Uh, the themes of tonight's game: kill Nazis, fuck dumpsters, foot prisons are hell. Look, the only reason she wears boots is so that she can put knives in her boots, okay? Let's you know be what? fair. That's a, that's a fair reason. Like, what does she care? It's not gonna hurt her feet. So, I'm assuming I have no weapons on me? Correct. Okay. You've been stripped of all your weapons. Here's, here's another random question. Do I have anything wrapped around my hand with the rune on it? No. Well, first thing I want to do is tear off the bottom of my scrubs and wrap my hand, because fuck that. Of your scrub shirt? Or you're just gonna tear your pants off? No, I'm gonna tear off the bottom part of my scrub shirt and wrap my hand because fuck them, that rune is staying covered. So, uh, so... before I do anything, does it look normal? It's not bright blue, right? Nope, you're good. Looks like it normally does. Alrighty then. So, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna take a link of the chain. Mm -hmm. You said it's chain, right? Yeah. A link of the chain and put my fingers into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna try and literally pry the chain apart, like one link of the chain apart, so I can uh, detach myself. Question. Uh, what's your strength? <laughs> uh, one. Okay. You're so cute. 
You're so adorable. Uh, I'm not very strong. Go ahead and roll me a strength check. Uh, just flat strength, or do you want me to add anything else into it? Let me see. Do you have anything applicable? Do you have athletics? Yes, I do. Okay, roll me a strength and athletics. Not necessarily sure that's entirely applicable, but we're gonna roll with it. Sure. Um, okay. Fives. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's it's starting to 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 give. It's taking work. Like you're actually having to like put a ton of effort into this. Um, and as it's starting to give, the door to your cell opens. You hear like seven latches open, and when the door opens, you can see that this is reinforced six-inch steel. Uh, so as soon as I hear them starting with the locks, I'm gonna stop doing that and just kind of sit on the bed and look just what I was doing, obviously. Yeah. Not a lot, but obviously pissed. Yeah. Uh, your mom walks in, and she just kind of looks at you and goes, Oh, my sweet baby, they found you! Oh, Who are you? <sighs> it must be the drugs. That's fine. I'd know my baby girl anywhere. It's okay, sweetie. Ba there's a there's a wonderful place that's going to treat you. Unfortunately, it's it's in Mexico. But you know what? There's there's a man there, and he specializes in electroshock therapy. And we're going to fix you, that. baby. We're going to fix you. I know. I know we did. I know we already tried that. But yeah, it worked so well. Now I hate you more than I did before. Oh no, baby, that's the weed talking. It's okay. We're gonna we're gonna put you back on your meds. Weed? We're weed gonna... is not going to make me hate you for electroshock therapy it's okay, and sweetie. everything else you and Dad no. put me It's okay, baby. We're gonna get you back on your meds for for all your your uh your severe bipolar and 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 for that ADHD. We're we're gonna talk to somebody. There's there's plenty of doctors who you know don't have to operate under the corrupt big pharma that's going on here in America. Uh, so if she tries to come near me or touch me at all, I am basically going to shirk back as if she's almost like an infection, as if she's burning me. You actually like, get a weird sense from her. There's your mom's always been off and always been really uncomfortable for you, but like almost toxic, like almost like a toxin. When uh, you're here sense for. sense worm. It's worm. Your mom is worm-tainted. Hard. Okay. You don't want me to roll for it? Because it's usually a no. perception. No. Okay. No, this is something, because you know her well enough, you know that difference. She just kind of looks at you, and she looks like she's going to cry as she sees you cowering from her, and she backs away, and she looks at her. No, it's, it's not a cowering. It's like a, a disgusted, like, rear she's... away from her, as if literally don't fucking touch me i hate you i hate the very core of your being she just looks hurt and backs out and she goes we need to get her out of town before they before the shipments start coming in i don't want her in vegas when this is happening we're gonna get you better baby girl don't worry we're gonna we're gonna get she there's a there's a nurse next to her that she's saying that to and she turns back to you and she goes we're gonna Uh... we're gonna get you better baby girl don't you worry i'm gonna get my little girl back i roll sense worm on the nurse Oh, uh, yeah. Roll since we're the nurse. Oh, yeah. I think you got it. You got four successes. Yeah, that nurse reeks. Um, she turns back to you. She's actually got, like, a face mask on her. Um, and her eyes just look like they're full of glee. And uh, she just looks at your mom and says, Don't worry, ma'am. We'll be, leave- we'll be moving her tonight. She'll be out of the city by dawn. Or you could leave me in the city. That'd be much better. 
You don't know what you're talking about. There's too many corrupting influences for you here. We're gonna take you. We're gonna take you somewhere space safe where you can't hurt yourself or any or anyone else ever again. We're gonna I'm, we're gonna fix you. I'm not and, like hurting as myself. you're, you're hurting as me. you're saying that, she just like starts sobbing and closes the door. And you hear all the like the locks start latching. I hear them walking away down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Do I hear any other noises around here? Um, you hear? Uh, you're gonna want to roll uh, perception and alertness. Okay, so that's gonna be eight dice. You hear children sobbing, and rooms all around you, Ooh. crying out for their moms. And uh, in one room, you sound you hear what sounds like a uh, a dog whimpering. I'm gonna go all back right. to trying to break the chains. Jeez. So we're gonna. This is my life, guys. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, welcome to Christina's really heavy backstory. Her life was so sad. Like, her mom fucking had her institutionalized because she thought something was wrong with her. All the beginning of the end. Is this the end of the beginning? I'll ask you this, my friend. So that was episode two. I hope you all enjoyed listening along. Please tell us what you think in the comments or hit us up on Twitter. And by us, I mean Brendan or Gannon. Since he's kind of running the Pair of Dice Lost Twitter by himself at the moment, so feel free to harass him at a Pair of Dice Lost. We're also always looking for music, so if you want your work featured on the show, hit Brendan up on Twitter. We'd love to support artists any way that we can. Speaking of, you can download this season's theme, The Beginning, by Lost European at freemusicpublicdomain.com. Coming up this week, we are going to do our first recording for our mage game jammed by Brendan. This game is going to be recorded live and in person, featuring many of the same players from our werewolf game. Just based on character creation alone, the amount of weird coming to this table is going to be spectacular. I hope you're looking forward to it as, as much as we are. We'll be following a bi-weekly schedule release for these episodes. One week we'll release an episode of Werewolf, and the next we'll release an episode of Mage. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you all again soon.